the holy name of Jesus, amen. Risk has received a lot of attention over the last week. With the stock market going up and down, investments are risky. Buying and selling a home these days takes a lot more planning. Even running a country's economy, like Italy, involves a lot of risk. So perhaps being prudent and cautious in the past was maybe too conservative. Now it's trendy. And at first glance, the third servant from today's parable appears to be prudent and cautious. During Jesus' time, bearing money, similar to the practice during the Depression of stuffing your mattress full of money, was actually practical. It was practical because a talent was 50 to 75 pounds of gold. That's very difficult to stick in your back pocket or in your purse. So burying it was practical to ensure that no one stole it. Now, the talent is not just a sum of money, but a huge amount of money. 30 years worth of wages. So a talent is not some special ability like we normally use the word now today. These three servants were not contestants on America's Got Talent. But the stakes were high for these three servants. But for different reasons than we perhaps normally think. This master was unique. First off, the amount of money isn't that important because there's something more fundamental going on in the story. This master is rich. In fact, he's richer than rich. And we know this because he says to the two servants who made money, you have been faithful with a little. Then second of all, the reward for the two servants wasn't a year-end bonus. It wasn't more money. It was actually entering into the joy of the master. So the stakes were high for these three servants, but in a different way. The stakes were high to enter into the same life that the master lived. A life of joy that risks everything by giving it away. This is why the third servant's story is so tragic. Because he wasn't, in fact, prudent or cautious. That would have been simply to put it in the bank. This servant was, in fact, lazy, as it says in verse 26. This master did things differently, and the third servant rather than risking everything and failing, did nothing. And then even worse, tried to rationalize it by blaming it on the way the master lived. 
Now the question might pop up in your head. Pastor, what if that third servant in fact risked everything and lost it? Would he have not been still cast out into the utter darkness like he did? No, he wouldn't. And we know this because in Matthew chapter 18, before this in Matthew 25, we have an account of a servant risking everything and losing it. But the master forgave a debt of 10,000 talents. Now, presuming the masters are the same, because they do have an uncanny way of handling themselves in the same way, doing nothing is simply unacceptable. This master forgave a debt of 10,000 talents. Losing five, two, or one seems to be irrelevant. The master joyfully gives to his servants, not for his sake. He, he doesn't need any more money. But for their sake. He wasn't interested in making more money because he was richer than rich. He gave it away to them, and for them, so that they might join in his kind of life, of giving his treasure away. He does it for them because taking a risk with your master's stuff, frankly, is fun. It's joyful. Now, of course, this isn't a story simply told to disciples during Jesus' time. It's told to you. Like those servants, you are given something very valuable, beyond measure. Specifically, you are given from God's treasury the most valuable thing in the whole world, his son's salvation. God has given you Jesus' death and resurrection and all that comes with it. Specifically, a life of love to live. He's given you these treasures so that you might enter into the joy of the Lord and live like he does. So the question is, what are you going to do what's been given to you? Now that might come off a little heavy-handed, but think about it in this way. Think about it in terms of winning the lottery. If someone were to go on TV after winning the lottery, the question always is, now that you won $10 million, what are you going to do with it? And those people generally are never offended when they're asked what are they going to do with it because they got a list of things they're going to do. So think about that question in that way. You have been given, forgiven, a massive debt of sin. And you have been given something very special, the life of Christ. A life of love. So maybe the question is, who are you going to love? Now don't forget, remember, our master forgives those who risk everything and screw it up. So whether you risk everything 
and succeed or risk everything and lose but are forgiven. Either way, there's no down. There's only up. There's only joy. By the way, the, the servants who risked everything and succeeded, they weren't risky on their own accord, but were simply empowered by the life of the master that was already given to them. Thus, for you, when you risk everything, you are simply enjoying what's been given to you. You're not really doing that much except for living the life that's already been given to you because that life is already present in you, the life of Christ, through his word and through his sacraments. So now you can simply either engage it or shrink back from it which literally is what the word for lazy means in today's parable. But of course, we all know what it means to shrink back from the life of God. It means living in fear, with your treasure buried in the sand, doing nobody any good. So, rather, engaging in the joy of the Master, Jesus Christ, means living a life that risks it all in the form of mercy forgiveness, compassion, and love. And in case if you're worried that you might run out, remember, our master is richer than rich when it comes to the heavenly things. So if you do run out, he in fact will give you more. And not just a little more, more than you can imagine, as the master in the parable said, abundance. So don't keep it to yourself. Risk showing mercy to the hurting. Risk showing compassion to the hungry. Risk forgiving what you might think is the unforgivable. And risk loving the unlovable. You might get it wrong. In fact, I know you get it wrong. We all get it wrong. But that's where our Lord's forgiveness makes that wrong right. He will always welcome you into his joy. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.